Okay, so uh, in order to rem- continue our conversation on the Ches Amad Beis, we got to go back to uh, just to the very bottom of Ches Amad Aleph to remind ourselves of where we are. If you remember, we are in the third uh, option that's being presented even on this daf uh, in terms of uh, in terms of what the purpose of Aleha is, right? Um, and the third option that we were provided was Rava. That Rava said that we don't need, at first he said that, that you don't even need a pasuk to tell me that one of the Arayos can't do, the, the man can't do Yibam with one of the Arayos, that's obvious. We don't say, I say, Doch Um So rather, it's to teach me that you need, Allah teaches me that the Tzaras are us, right? And the Gemara rejected that. And Rava came to the conclusion, fine, that's not really the answer. Look at the bottom, all the way on the bottom, third from the bottom line. Amleir of Acha Barbibi, Marla Ravina, Hachika Amar. This is what it really means. Mishmei the Rav. This is what Rav really said. Tzara Nami Lo right? You don't even need a pasuk to teach me that a Tzara is a surah to do Yivam. That, that I don't need either. Rather, Ki Yitzrechra LeMishrei Tzara Shaloba Malka Mitzvah. What I need is a pasuk to teach me the pasuk uh, to teach me that at Sarah in a situation where it's not Yibam, to know that she's muteris to marry some marry, marry somebody. So, for example, the example that we gave was, let's say that we have a um, um, that my daughter, right, is married to uh, Shimon, who's not my brother, and Shimon has another wife, uh, Shandel, right? So, Shandel and my daughter are Tzaras to each other, right? So, if Shimon dies, and Shimon's not my brother. So I can marry Shandal, even though Shandal was a tzara to my daughter, or my daughter-in-law, or my whatever, right? Because that doesn't matter. The only time we care about the tzara is in terms of Yibam. So, um, and we mentioned also, I think that, that you know, the, the svara of tzara isn't so clear anyways. Like the whole rationale, if, you're, I mean, if you made it us, or in one case, why make a much or another? It's not so clear. So do you need a pasta to teach me? No, tzara is forbidden when it comes to Yibam, but in other relationships, there's no reason to ask the tzara. And my time, it says the Gemara, meaning my time, Rashi writes it at the top there, Klamar Heichi Midrashay Heter Mehacha. How does the Pasuk Aleha, how do you see this, this concept in the Pasuk? Amakra Aleha, Bemakom Aleha, Aleha, right? He is talking about, uh, refers to Achaz uh, it also refers to, um, also refer, it also comes up in Yavam Yavo Aleha, right? That's the whole Drasha. It comes by the mitzvah of Yibum. So Aleha, Bemakom Aleha, in the case of Yibum, but if it's not in the case of Allah, of Yibam, then it is permissible. Um, fine. So that's what, that's the, that's the, you know, the next answer, or, or the next, the understanding of how you understand Rava's um, need for the word Allah, to tell me that Atzara, which I already know is Asr, right, that Atzara, you can't marry Atzara even, Atzara to Erva, Tzara's erva for yibum. It's she's mutares when it comes to a non-yibum relationship or non-mitzvah relationship. Fine. So the Gemara is going to challenge this. I'm like Rami Barcham, I'm Rava. So Rami Barcham now says to Rava, "Ema erva gufe shaloba malka mitzvah tishtri." According to your explanation, now what could I say? You just told me that Allah comes to teach me that a tzara's erva, right? The woman who is the co-wife to a woman who is an erva to this man is permitted in a non-yibum, non-mitzvah situation. So maybe uh, once you're going that far, right? You're telling someone who was uh, is, is asura, right? In a uh, uh, in a non-mitzvah situation, in a mitzvah situation, now is mutarist in a in a non-mitzvah situation. Maybe I could make the same drasha by the by the, the erva herself. 
right? Use Aleha to teach me that what? That even a, an erva, that even a, you know, uh, you know, achosisha, uh, right? That, 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 that marrying two sisters, instead of it should be permissible. Shalom HaMaka Mitzvah, right? That Shalom HaMaka Mitzvah would be mutter. Right? Once you're making such a, such a drasha, I can do, use it here also, right? Um, and Rashi points out, why is that? Ema, look at Rashi, Ema erva gufa shalom HaMaka Mitzvah tishtri midichziv aleha. The kainam ya achosisha, right? And specifically, we're referring not to any erva, but specifically the erva achosisha, because again, because the pasuk aleha is by yibum and it's by achosisha. So maybe I would say, make a drasha with that word aleha to say, oh, well, it's only b'makom yibum the achosisha is forbidden, but shalom b'makom yibum is a normal scenario. Maybe I can marry two sisters. Point being that that's it's almost a ridiculous conclusion, right? That, that's the point. Um, and he, so, so Rav answers back, "Vlav kavachomer." What are you talking about? I have a kavachomer. If, it's, if, if, if marrying two sisters is usher when it's a makam mitzvah, where I would have thought there's an opportunity to be makal, shalom makam mitzvah, certainly. Makam mitzvah sharia, meaning it's a question. Makam mitzvah would allow it? Of course not. Shalom makam mitzvah allow it? Of course not. If I'm, if I'm already making it usher at a time when you'd think there'd be a reason to be, to be more makal, because it's a, it's a mitzvah opportunity, and I don't do that, so then certainly in the situation where it's not a makam mitzvah, I shouldn't allow it. <laughs> What's the response to that? What are you talking about? You just told me that. Amrlei sarat alchiach devamakam mitzvah sura rishlov makam mitzvah sharia. What do you mean? What are you talking about? He says, no. That's the whole point. Is that when it came to tzara, you told me that b'makam mitzvah is when it's aser and shalov b'makam mitzvah is when it's mutter. So we we do have a case like that. So that basically that the response is that, that was my whole argument in the first place. You have to understand when the gemara does that. You know, you have to understand what the half amina was like. To, to, to respond that way, if we knew already that that answer is not, we, we all knew that answer wasn't a good answer, right? So why did why did Rava think that was a good answer? Fine, but bottom line is we're still stuck in the same question. Rava, I, based on your svara, based on your logic, I could even permit achos isha shalom makamitzvah. So so amalei alecha amarkra bechayeha kosh bechayeha. No, that's why I have a pasuk that tells me you're right. Meaning you're right. I could have had such a havimina according to just the drush of alecha. Meaning to, to allow the tzara shalom makam mitzvah, you might have even extended it to say that achosisha could be allowed shalom makam mitzvah. But so why not? The pasuk says uh, when it talks about achosisha, um, so it says you can't marry, you, you shouldn't take two two sisters litzror, and it says bichayeha in her while she's alive, okay, in her while the, while both of them are alive. So he says that's what the pasuk says bichayeha kol shebichayeha. What does that mean? Look at Rashi. It's the last of the wide lines. Right. So, right. As long as she's your sister, your wife, so you cannot marry your sister. Meaning, whether it's makom mitzvah or not makom mitzvah, it's always true. And as long as the, your first wife is alive, you can never go ahead and marry her sister. And bechayeh, and that the pasuk really that pasuk really the jirash of that pasuk really is that. The issue of marrying two sisters is when, when both of them are alive. It's true, by the way, even if you if he divorces one, a man's married to a woman, he divorces her, he can't marry the sister. Why? Because she's still alive. If he's married to a woman and she passes away, he can then marry her sister after that. But that's the real drasha. But his point is, he says, no, means when they're alive, meaning no matter what the circumstances are, whether it's a malcolm mitzvah or not malcolm mitzvah in all situations, that's that's why I have that pasuk. So that, so basically, he says that protects me from making this erroneous drasha. And I'm still okay. So, so Gemara responds, Hai bechayeha mi bailei lemu'uta achamisa. So Gemara says, what are you talking about? The word bechayeha is, is, has a, a different purpose. Like I just said, 
the whole purpose of that drasha is to teach me that if she dies, I can marry the sister. So that's not it's not for this purpose to tell me in all scenarios, even Shalom Malka Mitzvah. So no no problem. I can I can I don't need it for that. Why? Says Rava, Hahi Yisha El Achosa Nafka. For me, he says the, the phrase Meisha El Achosa that teaches me that if it's La uh, Achamisa, it's then uh, um, then I'm allowed to marry her. I'm allowed to marry the sister, and therefore the original pasuk of Bechayeha is available to teach me that uh, in all cases, whether it's Makam Mitzvah or not Makam Mitzvah. So again, so Rav has now still preserved his drasha of Aleha for, the, for being matched to the Tzara only. Gemara is not, not happy with that. If you're going to learn the, the concept of a man only being allowed to, uh, that, that a man can marry a sister, the sister, once the first sister passes away, Havamina Nisgarsha Sharia. Right? If you just, Gemara says, that, that's not such a great pasuk to use for that concept. Why? Because if I would use that pasuk, Isha el achosa, which again implies when when I'm married, when the first is my isha, the first woman is my my wife. So now I can't marry the sister, right? That's isha el achosa. So he said. But the, so the Gemara says if you're going to use that as the as the source that um, that you can only that you can only marry her, that you're allowed to marry the other sister once the first sister dies. So it's not such a great such a great pasuk because the the, the minute is. That if she, if you would divorce her, Niskarsha, Sharia, you'd be permitted to marry the other sister. Why? Because it's only Isha Lachosa. It's only when we're married. Right? Tamalomar Bechayeha, Kosha Bechayeha, the Afagav Niskarsha Lo. Right? So you need the Pasuk Bechayeha to teach me that whenever uh, she's alive, even if they got divorced, still he's not allowed to marry the sister. So, uh, so Rav is still a little bit in trouble with this, with this Drasha of Aleha, being, be, Aleha being the Drasha too. Uh, take care of uh, the situation of tzara. So to match the tzara shalom makamitzvah. So Ella am Ravuna bar tachlifa mishmei derava. So so says Ravuna bar tachlifa. I'll explain to you what Rava said. Name Rava as follows: Trey kray ksivi. There's two pesukim. It's really two parts of a pasuk. What are the two pesukim? Ksiv isha el achosa lo tikach litzur. Right. So in the iser of achos isha, right? Not allowed to marry two sisters. It's the pasuk says. You can't marry, take one woman and her sister to make them service to each other. And then it says, which otherwise is a little bit superfluous, right? Okay, so what, what's going on here? Litzror is the implication of, it's, uh, it's a um, plural, right? It's litzror to make them service, the two of them service to each other. Lotikach, uh, sorry, legalos ervasa, right? To reveal her nakedness is ervasa, her one, one person. Okay? So the, the Pasuk seems to be talking about two people at one point, and now it's only, and at some point it's only talking about one individual. So what's going on here? Haketzad, bimaka mitzvah shteyan asuras. If it's a situation of maka mitzvah, yibum, both of them are asura, the erva and her tsara. Shalabah maka mitzvah. He asura vitsarasa mutaris. But when it comes to love malka mitzvah, a non-yibum scenario, the erva of course remains asur, but the tsara she has an out. Okay, and that's how they're going to read this, read uh, these these psukim in order to again explain that the psukim are taking care of the scenario that tsara is unique and that tsara is only asur malka mitzvah, not asur shalova malka mitzvah. And again, maintaining Rava's uh, drash of Allah. Gemara says, not so fast. Eipachana, flip it. The mitzvah hi asura vitsarasa. 
Mitzaras or Mitzaras. Maybe I would say that Bamakom Mitzma Kesidibum, the Ervazaser, and the Tsaras Mitzaras. She's allowed to, to marry him. Vishalobamakom Mitzvah, Shtenasaros. But if it's not Makom Mitzvah, then both are Asar. Okay, why do you say you said two to one? I can do the two in whichever, in, in whichever case I want, and one in whichever case I want. How do, how do you know where to place the two and where to case, place the one? So says the Gemara back, no, imkein lo yomar aleha. No, so if that's true, then I wouldn't have the Pasuk of aleha. Meaning, I need aleha to, to teach me that the case where I say that one is mutares, that is the case of sara shaloba makamitzvah. So that's now again, now I have how Rava using the word aleha to teach me that at Sarah is, is Mutaris. So still, we're still not, not done. Amalir of Ashilar of Kahana, Mimaida Hai Aleha Li Isura de Malahatira. If Ashi says Rav Kahana, I don't know. How do you know Aleha is coming to Asr? You said, oh, so Aleha teaches me that the, that, uh, that the Tzara is Asura otherwise, but only Mutaris when it comes to uh, Shalom Makam Mitzvah. So how do you know Aleha is to make it Asr? Maybe it's to, be, to make a Kula. Vachika Amrachmana. Isha alachosa lo tikach litzror lohi velotzarasa. Shaloba makam aleha. Ababa makam aleha. Shtein mutaros. Meaning, maybe the drush is like this. Isha alachosa, you can't marry two sisters. Litzror. Lohi velotzarasa. Right? Shaloba makam aleha. Meaning, when it's not a case of yibam, so I can't marry either of them. But when it's a makam aleha, Right? In the case of Yibam, maybe both of them are with her. Maybe I can still marry the, the, the Tzara and the, and, the, uh, and the actual Erva. So it says the Gemara, Imkein Lagalos Erva Dechada. Lagalos Erva is, again, we said to, to reveal her nakedness refers to one person. Dechada. Heichi Mishkachasa. How's that going to work? Ibam Makam Mitzvah Shtein Mutaros. Ishalobam Makam Mitzvah Shtein Asuros. You've put the two together. Right? That they're both Asur or both Mutar. That's not going to work. So rather, go back to the original scenario, which was that the, this entire jerusha is the way we said it before, right? That it's two psukim, two of them, and one. And that the point being that when it comes to makam mitzvah, they're both asr. When it comes to love makam mitzvah, only the erva is asr, but the, but the tzara is muteris. Bottom line is, the Gemara comes to the conclusion of our, with our third explanation for Aleha, and that is that Aleha comes to um, teach me, first of all, I would have known anyways that, uh, I would have known anyways that Erva is a surah when it comes to Yibam, right, that, that you can't marry someone, a woman who's in Erva, and I would even know that a Tzara is a surah when it comes to Yibam. The Chiddush of Aleha is to teach me that an Erva, that a Tzara is Mutaris, specifically Shalom Makamit. Fine. So that's Rava's third explanation of this, uh, of this concept, so with the, end, the end of this Gemara with the two dots is we came in the end to three explanations, right? Number one was that um, that Allah was there for the case where the Nasa Mesu Mesu Achach Nasa Chai, right? The case of two brothers marrying two sisters. We had the second possibility that was because of the Hekesh of, of, of Rabbi Yona, right? This idea of uh, that all of the all of the Arayas were connected all together, so I might have had a Havamina just like the, you can marry the brother's sister, the, your brother's wife, you can marry the other Arayos also, and then the third drasha that we, uh, that we have here. Fine. Okay. That's our first two dots in a long time, I think, right? Yeah. So uh, everyone take a deep breath, and now we can continue the next one. Okay. Um, says the Gemara as follows.
gufa. When the Gemara says gufa, it always means we took some phrase or some brisa or some limud that we had before and we kind of used it, let's say, like as a, an example for something, right? But, it, ooh, like, wow, like you, you brought up an important case. So when I'll come back, gufa, let's go back to that exact point and let's, and, and let's explain it further in a, in a, in a way that's focusing more on that, on that specific topic. So what are we talking about? This concept that Rebbe said before. So gufa, Rebbe, Omer, what did Rebbe say? V'lakach ul kacha, v'yabeim v'yivma, right? So we, we, we noticed that those psukim use the word ul kacha and v'yivma, right? Uh, she should be taken and she should be, have yibum done, to her, like sort of this passive language, rather than the language of just v'lakach or v'yabeim, which would be much more, much more uh, simple way of, of using the words. So what, what, this come, what does this come to do? It says, Rebbe, le'asor tsaros v'arayos. Right, it asers the tsaros and it asers arayos in a case of evil. So, Gemara has two questions. Number one, um, in, terms, in terms of the drush in general, midet tsaros ksiva hacha. Talking about evil. You, you have two. You have a, you have a, a man. You have two brothers and a woman and, and, and a wife for one of them. The man dies. The, the husband, the, the daughter should go and marry her. That's all. Who's talking about yeah, tsaros? The, the, the pasuk never talked about tsaros. It never mentioned it. So how do you know to bring up the concept of tsara? Ve'od, tsaros, militsror nafka. Also, the concept of tsaros comes from a pasuk. We said, yishalach osa, lo tikach, litsror, right? So we, we already have a pasuk that talks about tsara. So why, why are you using this drush here, which already doesn't even mention tsaros, and then use it to say tsara? And second of all, we have a drush already to explain that tsaros are asuros. So what do I need it for? Again, this, the fact that we already have you know, alternate drushes that we said earlier, just now, right? Which we already have drushes for when it's Sarah's Mutaris, it's Sarah's Asuras. That's fine. We're just we're just attacking the 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 possibility even of this of this drusha. It's not here to you know to say that our original drusha was not correct. Just another way of, of, of addressing the, 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 the issue and we're and the Gemara is concerned where you know where that the whole drusha doesn't make sense. Um fine. So uh, so the Gemara explains as follows: Litzror, Mafik Le Rebbe, Lichad Rebbe Shimon. So first of all, let's do our, our second issue first, and we'll do our first issue back, right? So second issue was I thought Litzror, I thought we already learned uh, the case of Tzara from Litzror. So so Litzror, Rebbe actually uh, uses that pasuk like Rebbe Shimon. And the Gemara stops that. The Gemara does not explain what Rebbe, what Rebbe Shimon said. So Rashi explained to us, explains to us the case of Rebbe Shimon. It's a pretty long Rashi. So take a look on the left side at Rashi. Rashi says as follows. Lichad Rebbe Shimon. V'perek dalad achim andaf kaf ches amabez. We'll get there in about 20 weeks. Mr. Shem. says as follows. Gimel achim. The case is as follows. Three brothers. Shnai mehen nisuin shte achayos. So you have three brothers, right? And I should have a chart today, but it's okay. We'll, do, we'll be okay with that. You have three brothers. Two of them are married. And the two married brothers are married to two sisters. Okay? Or you shall be tell. Or they're married to a sister and a, a woman and their wife. Fine. But the, the regardless is that the two men are married to two women who cannot be sorrows to each other. Correct? What happens? Mesu. Both of the brothers die. What happens when both the brothers die? These two women both fall to the third brother for Yibam. What's the problem in such a case? They're two sisters, right? But he's not married to either of them. So what happens? 
So that, so that, so again, they're not they're not sorrows to each other because they were married to two separate men, right? So he now has this problem. If I'm in theory, you think he can marry one of them, right? The problem is he has a zika to yibum to both already. Okay, he has a connection automatically, right? Without him doing anything. So look at look at look what the Gemara says. Look at Rashi. So Rashi says, So they die. They both die, and they both women now fall to the third brother. He does chalitza with both of them, but doesn't do yibum with either of them. Why? This is something we're going to talk about later. When a man passes away with no children, and he has a brother, the, his wife becomes automatically connected to, to, the, to, this, to this new brother, without him doing anything. Right? There's a zika yibum automatically, and the zika is an extension of the original kiddushin. In fact, and a regular yibum, I think we mentioned this in the introduction, a regular case of yibum, they don't necessarily do, they don't have, I mean, they don't have to be kiddushin at all. They don't have to have a wedding. They just have tashmish, and they're, and they're, they're, they're married. Right? Why? Because his marriage to this woman is an extension of his brother's original marriage. Okay? So why does that matter here? It matters big here, because what it means is that he's sort of already married, in a certain sense, to each of them each of these women, which is a problem, because he can't be married to two sisters, right? So, that's what Rashi means, right? they're both connected to him from the two brothers. And that being connected, right, that Zika is like a sort of a, sort of a pseudo-Kiddushin. And if he does even with one of them, right? So what's happening? If he marries one of them, he's married to one sister while he has a sort of marriage to the other sister. Right? So it's not real marriage. And he's not, you know, it's not that they're, he's not really violating the Isidaraisa of Ishallah Hosa. Right? But, but it's not a good idea. Okay? Aval Chalitza, boy. But nevertheless, he has to do Chalitza. Why does he do Chalitza? Right? Meaning, when do we say there's no yibam? Nothing to talk about. Our original mission. That's when there's mamish and erva. Right? Mamish arayos. Right? She is my, she is already my, my wife's sister. Right? This woman's not really his wife's sister. So the state is no chalitza, not so fast. They're not really married. But to do the, do the yibam is not okay because they're sort of married. And so they're stuck in this kind of limbo state. So in order to, to discharge that problem, he does chalitza with both of them, but yibam with neither of them. Okay? Okay. Vitanya bebraisa, and the braisa continues, Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon says, no, you don't have to do anything. Why not? Because they're never, because this, this is a forbidden marriage. Right? He, Rabbi Shimon wants to say, it actually rises to love. Once they have the ketzas kedushin, the zika, both of them have a zika to him, the whole thing doesn't start. And the whole thing explodes, and it never started really. There was never any real connection. Right? Um, and how does he know? The Yolif Taima Militsur, Rishash and Nasu Tsara Zulazu, Kigonhacha, the Nasu Achaios, Tsara Zulazu Bezika, Loyehela Halikuchin, Afiliba Achasman. So he we use the word Litsur, is a Jerusha, he wants to say, teaches me that whenever they would have a connection to each other, right, which is a problematic connection, the whole Kedushin never starts in the first place. And therefore, and therefore he argues, Rabbi Shimon says, no Chalitza, certainly no Yibam. 
but the whole thing doesn't start. It's the, it's the same as when, you know, our original scenario of a woman, two sorrows who fall from the same husband to, to the brother. So we can discuss back and forth whether it shouldn't make sense or not. We'll get there on Kavchasim and Beis. But the bottom line is, if, that's, if this whole conversation uses the word litzror for what? To teach me this halacha, that these two sisters who are married to two brothers and they both die, they go to the third husband, the third brother, so that scenario, Rabbi Shimon says, no, no, no chalitza, no yibum, because of the word litzror. If that's true, then what happened to the word litzror? It's now no longer available for us, right? It's no, no longer available to make the drasha, to learn the regular concept of, of, of tzara, and that's why Rebbe needs to say, ulakach, ulakach, ulakacha, viyabem, viyivma, that that's going to teach me the concept of tzaras also. Fine. And what is, that takes care of question number two. What was question number one? Question number one was, where, where's midei tzaras ksiva hacha? We're not talking about tzaras. Right? How is ulakacha, viyivma, how does that have to do with tzara? So tzara hecha ksiv, I'll explain it to you. Im kein lemakra vilakach. Right, the passage should just say vilakach. My ulkacha. Why are you saying ulkacha and she should be taken? Kohecha di ika treli kuchin di bai nasiv hai, i bai nasiv hai, sharia. Vilo tarvayu asirin. What does that mean, ulkacha? It means anytime there's a possibility that I, that I have two individuals who I could marry. If I want to marry one, I can. If I want to marry the other, I can. That's fine. If not, then they're both usher. What is that referring to? That's only referring to a case where there aren't, isn't a tsaras erva. Right? If there's a case of tsaras erva, what happens? If I have a, a woman and her tsara, right? And, uh, and the first woman is my daughter-in-law, let's say, right? So then I can't marry her and I can't marry the, I can't marry the tsara. Right? So Lukacha comes to teach me that I can only... Again, that the only likuchin uh, that works is when I'm able to choose. I can marry this one, I can marry that one, either one would be fine. Right? But in a situation where I'm not allowed to, right? if, I, if I can't marry both, um, or sorry, if I can't choose one of them, then both of them become asr. And so in that scenario, that's how they want to use this, this, the pasuk here, ulakacha, to teach me a scenario of tzara. Fine. And what's v'yivma? V'yivma b'makam yibum huda asira tzara shalom b'makam yibum Sharia tzara. And so Vivma teaches me that in a case of Yibum, that's when the tzara is Asura. And if it's not a case of Yibum, that's when the tzara is Mataris, as we've actually talked about before. Right? But this is their own way of, of getting to uh, such a conclusion. Um, and, and, and so the Gemara says, that's fine. So all this is according to, uh, according to Rebbe. So if that's Rebbe's opinion, it means that the Rabbanon, or everyone else, doesn't make this drasha. So Gemara asks, Rabbanan hai ulkacha my abdile. So what do they, what do the Rabbanan do with this pasuk ulkacha? Because they're not using it to learn about Sarus. So it says Gemara, mi baile, mi baile hu lechad Rabbi Yosi Barachanina. The Amr Rabbi Yosi Barachanina ulkacha melamed shemegarsha beget umachzir. What's ulkacha mean? It teaches me that his when when the man does yibum that it's a likuchin. It's a real, it's a real marriage. If it's a real marriage, what does that mean? It means that if at some point the marriage is not going well. And they want to get divorced. What happens? It doesn't do chalitza. You can't. You can't do a, a backwards yibum. You, you know, reverse yibum. No, you're married now. And therefore, in order to, to end that relationship of yibum, you now have to actually give a get. Which is fascinating because again, you're, in terms of the, the ration, what's, what's really going on, this, the, the construct of yibum, he never he never has to marry her with kiddushin. 
nevertheless, to, to end the relationship, he has to give her a get. Right? So you see again this, uh, this concept that once they're married, right, ulukacha, why use the language of the kuchin? Just say v'yibma. Ulukacha comes to teach. We know that it's a really kuchin. Once they're married, once they decide to get married, it's real marriage. And the only way, and the only way to uh, reverse it is with an actual get. V'yibma al korcha. And what is the person of pers- the purpose of using the word v'yibma instead of v'yabeim? They teach me al korcha that technically we would not ever, ever, ever advocate this, but that technically, if a man would um, have tashmish, have relations with a woman who is his zikalibum, and do so without her consent, in case of rape, she would actually work to, to make the, to make yibum. It's complicated. It's, co- it's confusing why that would be true, but that the, the yibum is, to, is is unilateral in a sense. It's from the husband totally, not from the wife. And then in that scenario, uh, that she would the yibum would be affected, even though the way he did so obviously was absolutely uh, the wrong way to do so. But that te- from a technical halacha perspective. It would, it would work. Um, fine. And let's just do one more line. V'rebi, d'rebi yosi, barachanina, mili'isha nafka. Al-korcha, mi'yivma, yavo alea nafka. So Rebbe, has Rebbe learned these two other cases? Has he learned the idea that it's, that it's a real marriage and needs a divorce at the end? If it would need that. From li'isha, like, the word isha teaches me it's a, it's a real marriage. And al-korcha, he learns from yivma, sorry, from yivam, yavo aleha, Right, that that Yavam Yavalea teaches again, even if it would be Bakorcha. So we're gonna have to ask some kashas on all these rushes going forward, but we'll uh, we'll do that as we start the test some uh, next week. Okay, Thank you. have a great day, everybody.